The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hello, erotic aficionados. Welcome back to All the Filthy Details, the podcast for the erotica community. As we venture further into 2024, the excitement is building with Valentine's Day just around the corner. While the world turns its attention to romance, we remain steadfast in our commitment to nurturing and celebrating erotica in all its forms. Well, actually, just the legal types. In this episode, get ready for an enthralling and insightful review with the renowned noir erotica writer Logan Black, courtesy of Christian Pan. And that's not all. We'll also be diving into Filth, the erotic book review, where we'll explore and dissect the tantalizing work of Lizette Monroe, Megan Landon, and the award-winning H. Zill figure. But before we dive into these thrilling segments, Let's set the mood with a skintillating excerpt from Exposed by Ty Script. So sit back and relax and let the allure of erotica take you on a captivating journey. This is a partial story for all the filthy details. Head on over to the Patreon for the full audio. Links are in the description. Our time at the pool yesterday. I even dreamed about it. I need to finish what I started. Isabella had walked off to find a table for breakfast and Raphael pulled me into a nearby storage room. He kissed me passionately, then spun me around to turn my back to him. He kissed the nape of my neck, and as I bit my lip in anticipation, he slowly slid down my panties. Leaning over, he pressed me against the wall, and with a sense of urgency, he entered me with his hard cock. I tightened my muscles around him, feeling the intensity of the moment. Ah, that feels so good he murmured, and the warmth of his breath on the back of my neck sent shivers down my spine, making me even wetter. He continued to pound into me, his mission clear, to bring me to the brink of ecstasy. The rhythmic sound of his body against mine sent shivers through every part of me, igniting my senses. My arousal was unmistakable. My nipples were rock hard and my pussy was drenched. With each intensified thrust, I felt myself trembling, Unable to contain it any longer, I reached the peak of pleasure, releasing a rush of juices that covered him in many guests, while Alejandro's relaxed charm complemented his friend's demeanour. Their eyes met ours and we approached their table with friendly smiles. Good morning, we greeted. I'm Cassandra and this is Raphael. Mind if we join you? Ethan's eyes brightened at the mention of my name. Cassandra? I've been looking for someone with that name. An anonymous letter arrived for you yesterday. He handed me a sleek, cream-coloured envelope. Curious, I opened it and found an elegantly simple card inviting me to a private boat excursion. The details were sparse, but the sense of exclusivity was evident. A boat ride? Isabella leaned in to take a look. Sounds intriguing. It's quite an experience, Alejandro added with a wink. These boat trips are known for their luxury and surprises. Ethan's revelation about the anonymous nature of the invitation added an element of mystery to the already intriguing offer. I tucked the invitation into my bag, a mix of anticipation and caution. There I saw Luca, the boat driver whose rugged features and deep-set eyes I had come to recognise. He stood by a white boat that bobbed gently in the marina, its polished surface gleaming in the sunlight. Good afternoon, Luca, 
I greeted him, my eyes scanning the area for Isabella. Afternoon, Cassandra, Luca replied, a knowing look in his eyes. Ready for your trip? I am, though I was hoping my friend Isabella would join me. She seems to be running late, I said, a tinge of worry in my voice. Sometimes the sea waits for no one, Luca said, offering a sympathetic smile. She might catch up later. Realising I couldn't wait any longer, I nodded and stepped onto the boat. As Luca began to navigate the vessel away from the shore, the resort slowly receded into the background and a vast expanse of blue stretched out before us. As Luca expertly steered the boat into deeper waters, I saw a small group gathered on the deck. Ethan and Olivia were engaged in a light conversation. The sea breeze carried their laughter over to me as I approached them. Hello, everyone. I greeted them with a smile, trying to appear as relaxed as possible despite the underlying tension from the day's mysteries. Their discussion paused as they acknowledged my arrival. And exchanged Her tone was a mixture of betrayal and justification. I've been watching you, listening to the stories you've gathered from Olivia and others. Panic surged through me as Ethan roughly tied a rope around my hands, brought me to the edge of the boat and dangled me over the boat's edge with the rope tied to the railing. The water below teemed with sharks, their fins slicing through the surface. I was paralysed with fear, my heart pounding in my chest. You're a threat to us now. Ethan continued, his grip on me unyielding. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> Please don't forget me. The uninterrupted audio can be found on our discreet Patreon channel. We love that for thousands of our listeners, we're your go-to place to listen to top-quality erotica. However, we acknowledge that our full explicit audiobook library belongs behind an age-restricted paywall. So... We use Patreon in conjunction with familiar apps like Spotify and SoundCloud to house our premium content. And for a fraction of the cost of an audiobook subscription with the online giants, you'll get access to everything in our library. Rather than a single redeemable credit, you can cancel at any time and it costs about the same as a single ebook. Find the link in the description and join us today. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> Hot erotica to look out for. Eagle Eye by Christian Pan. Meet Ivy, teacher, mother, wife, dissatisfied. But through a series of sexual adventures between Princeton and Paris with individuals and groups, Ivy will learn more about herself and what she really wants. Eagle Eye. Available in print and ebook. Out in the Night by Eleanor Nix. Becca's house is being watched at night by her suspicious neighbour. He's abrasive and captivating. Her life has been chaotic since he arrived with an orphaned kitten. Despite trying to keep her distance, she's plagued by mysterious warnings and seductive dreams. He refuses to let her escape. All links to these books can be found in the description. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> It's time for Filth, the Erotic Book Review. Yeah. This is Filth, the Erotic Book Review. Oh, this is so great. Hello, fellow erotica connoisseurs. I'm Davina, and welcome to Filth, the Erotic Book Review. 
Each episode, we dive into three independently submitted manuscripts, ultimately endorsing one with our prestigious star recommendation. These talented authors have been eagerly awaiting our reviews for nearly a month. Let's not keep them waiting any longer. Let's delve into our first tantalizing offering. This is Rapunzel Retold by H. Zilfiger. I'm just so, so happy, Cole. I have never been so happy in all my life. She sniffed, stared down into the wine, then back up at him. Do you love me, Cole? Do you? Cole went cold. Women always asked him this. He had thought Elsa might, but hadn't expected it so soon. He smiled down at her. Have I not loved you, Elsa? He gestured to her glistening cunny, the soaked thatch of pubic hair, the juice crusting on her thighs. Have I not loved you enough? He grinned. Do you wish more? She smiled a half-smile and nodded. Yes, she said in a small voice. You have, but will you love me forever? Will you stay here with me? We could marry, have a house of our own. The words sped up as the idea took hold. Not a large house, maybe just a hut, in the village, perhaps, away from here. I could cook and clean and you, you could... Cole sat down on the bed and silenced her with a finger across her lips. Hush, Elsa, hush. The future is uncertain. The gods determine the future. Your dreams and mine are no part of their considerations. She made to speak again, but he continued. What we have, my dear, is this precious life, this precious day, this precious moment. Let us make the most of it. She stared at him a moment before nodding. You are right, I am sorry. Hush again now. His hand drew her chin closer for a kiss. Let us drink the Lord's finest, toast his health and the gods, and let the future go where it will. She nodded again and smiled. Before he could stop her, she gulped down the whole glass in one go. She gasped, coughed, then smiled, a smear of red across her lips and her chin. She handed the glass to him. Yes, Elsa said, her voice stronger now. Yes, let the future go where it will. Her hand reached for his lap and found his cock. But now my mouth will go where it wills. And it wills to suckle your cock. Cole didn't anticipate the Valyrian taking so long to work. Ten, maybe fifteen minutes, the alchemist had said. It took longer, or perhaps it just seemed so to Cole. He had no mind to count minutes while Elsa was learning how to suck his cock. Elsa proved to be an enthusiastic and skilled pupil. Her initial hesitation dissipated once her tongue had run up and down the length of his meat. She had smacked her lips, sucking his juice inside her mouth, eyes round as she savoured his essence. I like it, she said, her one hand working his cock, the other rubbing his balls. The way you taste, it is salty, yet sweet. Can I have more? She squeezed and milked him, another bloom of his juice appearing in the eye. May I? Cole nodded. He lay back on the bed, legs spread, as Elsa took him in her mouth. He had to instruct her to avoid using her teeth so that she did not nip. Once she had learned that, Elsa took to sucking his cock like she was born to it, 
following his instructions to the letter. Just your lips, darling, just your lips around the head. Seal them closed. And suck, suck now. Ah, Elsa. Can you take it deeper? Oh, like that, yes, like that. With your tongue, sweetheart, your dear, daring tongue, at the tip, yes, yes, now down, to my balls, take them in your mouth. He knew the drug was working when her response diminished in vigor. Her head lolled, the suction of her mouth eased. Soon, her cheek lay against his thigh, her eyelids fluttering, his cock throbbing against her now slack tongue. A dark and twisted version unfolds in this retelling of the classic fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm. Rapunzel finds herself trapped in a tower by an enchantress, resigning herself to a life of captivity. However, everything changes when a deceitful thief stumbles upon her and gains entry under false pretenses. Through his presence, Rapunzel discovers the wonders of the outside world and begins to question the purpose of her own existence. Written by the excellent H. Zilfiger, a previous star recommendation winner. This is Of Broken Bots and Tempting Text by Megan Landon. He stands in front of the couch and unfastens his collarless tunic. As he sets it aside, I admire his toned chest. He's nothing like the over-muscled machines we looked at on his holovid. His chest is dusted with strawberry blonde hair. My gaze flicks to his before dropping back down to watch him unfasten his pants. He slides them down his hips and his already hard cock pops out and bobs. His pants drop and he steps out of them, setting them aside with his tunic. He positions himself on the centre cushion, his legs spread and his arms draped over the back of the sofa with an arrogant grace. The gesture is regal and entitled, but he's exposing himself, putting himself on display and at my mercy. It's not swagger, but a show of vulnerability and trust. My heart pounds against my chest, and I feel my pulse in my whole body. His erect cock stands at attention, and I can't take my eyes off him. I kneel on the floor between his legs. He's long and thick, his head an angry purple and the vein under his upright shaft pulsing. I lift my gaze from his beautiful dick to his eyes. He wears a proud smirk. His cock bobs at me and I laugh, breaking the sultry tension filling the room. I'm all yours, he says. It has been so long. I take my time. I reach out and trace my finger along the bulging vein and he hisses at my touch. I raise my eyes to watch his expression as I cup his balls and softly roll them in their protective sack with gentle fingers. I was wrong. This soft texture can't be replicated with silicon composites. He breathes out on a hum while I return my full attention to study the gorgeous specimen before me. I grip him slowly sliding my fingertips along the soft yet hard shaft until I'm tracing his wide head. His body tightens. I don't mean to tease, but I want to take my time. There's pre-cum at the tip, and I can't help smiling as I flash a quick look to his face. With his eyes locked on my fingers, I spread the bead of cum around his head. I wrap my fingers around him and slide the fleshy skin up and down in slow, deliberate movements. Stroke me he moans, and I glance at his face again. His lids are heavy while he watches my hand. He wraps his hand over mine and, squeezing, guides my hand to the tip, showing me what he likes. His moan sounds like he's in pain, but his face is flushed. Can I taste? I ask. Yes, he croaks out. I kiss the tip. Before licking the bead of cum, I spread my lips and wrap them around his head. 
I experiment, biting gently. He smiles through a moan. Be careful there. I kiss him again before licking my lips and taking him into my mouth, this time deeper. I swirl my tongue, spreading my spit around. You taste good, I say, pulling away for a moment. Much better than your toy. Then I slip him back inside, swirling my tongue. You put it in your mouth? He asks on another croak. I nod as much as I can with his cock in my mouth, not releasing him. Such a dirty girl, he says. His words work their magic and every nerve ending in my body lights up. I take as much of him as I can and fuck him with my mouth, drooling and moaning and sucking on him as I grip the base of his shaft. Taking breaths when I can, I work his cock gracelessly to drive him toward his release. Until finally he moans and I feel his balls tighten in my hand. He's gripping the couch cushions and I look into his face, which is twisted into an ecstatic grimace. I release his balls and take one of his hands in mine, raising it to cup the back of my head. I clasp his fingers with mine, showing him how I want him to grip my hair. Then I drop my head down on his cock, taking him as deep as I can. Understanding crosses his face and he holds my head in place as he begins bucking his hips upward, fucking my mouth. I moan around his length as he takes control. He bucks a few times, fucking my mouth in shallow thrusts before he begins to deepen his motion, until he's finally hitting the back of my throat. I work to take him, revelling in the sensation of being used. I'm going to come, he says at length. I hum my encouragement around his cock. I move my hands to either side of him on the cushion, giving him complete access to move my head as he likes. He releases in a loud succession of grunts and pleased curses as he comes down my throat. I choke a little around him and he releases me, pulling out of my mouth. And as his body relaxes in a puddle, overcome with lethargy, and I can't resist giving his messy, flagging cock a little kiss. Gwen is facing a problem with her love bot as it is malfunctioning. In her search for a solution, she encounters Anders, a sole technician responsible for Lovebot services at the Starbase. Little does she know that spending time with another human can bring her immense joy. Gwen finds herself attracted to the introverted scientist who tempts her with the prospect of repairing her bot and introducing her to fascinating new gadgets. Will Anders be able to convince Gwen to give a chance to a human relationship? Or will she retreat back to the comfort of her emotionally detached bot? This is Tainted Love by Lizette Monroe. His lips were tender and delicate against mine while he cupped his hand under my jaw and urged me forward, until he sat on the bed's edge, with me kneeling over his lap. My posture was awkward without my hands to balance me, my core struggling to keep me upright. The knife lay beside us on the bed. He gathered my hair in his hand and smiled. You going to beg like I asked? Like you mean it and want it? My eyes glanced at his cock. I could barely see it. A moment of stubbornness crossed my mind, but it faded as he brought the back of his hand across my cheek in a light caress. Wes! My brow lifted and my voice lightened. Would you please fuck me? No. The surprise on my face must have been immediately apparent because his grin was positively devilish. He grabbed the silk leash he'd created from my shirt and pulled me, guiding me forward until my knees were beside his hips and my chest pressed tightly to his. The muscles in my thighs and stomach tensed as I tried to keep myself lifted above him. 
The proximity seemed to ignite something in him as his cock shifted from semi-hard on to fully aroused. I'm not sure which of us was giving off the intense heat, but it was heavy between our bodies. Beg me to fuck you, Kaylin. I shuddered as his fingers slid over my pussy. I was coated in slick fluid that stretched between us when he pulled his hand away. My hips moved towards his fingers, but he held them away from me. He brought them up and ran them along my lower lip. Please, I whined softly as his fingers gripped my jaw beneath my chin. Please what? I struggled to say sexual things out loud in a meaningful way and he knew it. My cheeks flushed and he smiled as I closed my eyes. I let the fantasy and heat of our bodies fight my embarrassment. Please fuck me. Now beg while you look into my eyes. Wes! His grip on my jaw tightened and I winced, causing him to lighten his grip in response. My lips pursed and my breath shuddered, but I managed to lock my eyes onto his. A whimper escaped as he pulled my hips lower, his cock sliding over my slick pussy. Please, Wes. The desperation was there. The desire and need. Please fuck my pussy, deep and hard and... The smile on his face was knowing and needy as he pulled me roughly onto him. I winced and cried out as he groaned, cutting my plea off at the point of penetration. His hands gripped my hips tight enough to whiten the skin beneath his fingers. They guided my body, holding me down against his lap as he rocked me. My breasts lifted with the erratic breaths he'd encouraged with the forceful penetration. Everything electric and pleasurable radiated from the connection, and the butterflies were overwhelming. The muscles in my thighs tightened against his hips, and my eyes lifted to his. Adoration, need, lust, we both exuded them. It felt like I was showing him every emotion I'd kept bottled up, and he matched it. I needed everything from him. We'd crossed the point of no return, and I fucking ached for him. Please... My voice strained with desperation. Please! My eyes closed. I bit my lip as his hips pushed tighter against me, his cock moving slightly inside me. Fuck me hard. Now. Fuck me. Fuck me. Wes. Now! The urgency in my words made him smile. He grabbed my jaw and pulled me into a kiss as his other hand moved to my clit, rubbing me, making me rock my hips, threatening to cause me to lose my balance and topple toward him. You feel better than I ever imagined, pet, his lips brushed over mine with each word. But a tug of my hair kept me from connecting our lips. Again. Say it again. I moaned. His other hand grasped my hip, holding me steady as he lifted into me with her hard, deliberate thrusts. Another firm tug of my hair caused me to wince as he said, Say it or I'll stop and leave us both aching. My voice came out in half whimpers and half cries. Please fuck me, Wes, fuck me hard, and... I cried out, his hand pulling my hair and forcing my back to arch as he lifted into me hard and fast. My breasts moved in rhythm, with his cock hitting deep inside me. I wanted him to kiss me, to hold me to him and come in me. Didn't care if I got off. I wanted desperately to overwhelm him and please him. Instead, he tugged my hair harder and kissed down the front of my throat. My eyes closed as a strained whimper managed to make itself known. He stopped moving. I tried to continue our movement, but he grasped my hip and held me still. No, no, he chided, his lips barely lifted from my throat, but his voice was firm. Caitlin's marriage has always been difficult, 
When she begins to develop feelings for an online friend, she decides to end the connection to avoid a potentially scandalous affair. Despite her troubled marriage not getting better over the years, she is surprised by a hotel guest with a familiar voice who makes a suggestive move during check-in. Will she remain loyal to her husband, or will she succumb to Wes's wishes and give herself over to him completely, both mentally and physically? We asked our new star reviewer, The Miznicks, for her thoughts on these titles. Here are some of her thoughts. Rapunzel Retold. The story exemplifies the concept of Rule 34, and I found myself unexpectedly captivated by it. It successfully combines elements of familiarity and novelty, offering a fresh perspective. While I found the narrative enjoyable, I must admit that, with the exception of Cole, who is undoubtedly a despicable individual, the characters felt somewhat lacking in depth. Although this writing isn't necessarily poor, its straightforward and simplistic flow doesn't quite align with my personal taste. However, it's important to note that this style is perfectly valid. To provide a clearer comparison, I would describe it as resembling amateur young adult or fan fiction, rather than a novel targeted towards a more mature audience. Tainted Love I find this idea very appealing as it taps into a widely shared fantasy. Moreover, the writing style and conversational tone create an immersive experience, making me feel as if I am inside the protagonist's thoughts. Out of the three stories, this one is undoubtedly the most well-written. The narration is spot-on, and the dialogue is also pretty solid. The relationships also felt more nuanced than I expected them to. I can tell this author knows how to tell a story. The story is revealed gradually, which I loved. I was actually emotionally invested in the story. The reveal at the end hit an emotional beat, but it did feel like a bit of a cop-out. It's obvious that she is doing something terrible, and it turns out her husband set up the whole thing because he is terminally ill. That made me roll my eyes a bit, but it makes sense in the story. I think that's just my subjective opinion. Broken bots and tempting texts. The concept brought a smile to my face. I would definitely be intrigued by this story and would be immediately captivated by the catchy tagline. Additionally, I appreciated the gradual development of Gwen and Anders' relationship, which felt genuinely casual and relatable. The author's writing style is smooth and engaging, and I particularly enjoyed how they alternated between perspectives. This added a significant amount of tension to the escalating sexual attraction between the two characters. I found myself deeply immersed in the characters' perspectives thanks to the vivid sensory descriptions and engaging intimate conversations. These scenes resonated with me, particularly due to the well-crafted build-up and palpable sexual tension. We also asked Christian Pan to help us break these books down. Here are some of his findings. Rapunzel retold. Uh, This as you probably can tell from the title, is a reimagining of the fairy tale with a lot of eroticism and, I have to say, beautiful and rich description. There's a lot of attention paid to the botanical, floral, elemental environment of this short story. 
and it really feels like the beginning of a uh, series. The Rapunzel retold kind of leaves the reader in a exciting state of a cliffhanger. There's two stories uh, that I think are going to converge later. The first is Rapunzel, of course. We get to know a little bit about her backstory. And um, in this tale, she is being trained and disciplined by this dominant enchantress who is very eager to let her know about not just certain herbs and ointments, but also um, the potential sexual power of Rapunzel. That's a lot of fun. And then we have the introduction of this another great character named Cole. He is a blackamoor. He is a um, person who liberates himself from servitude and decides to become a thief to join this ban or this guild of other thieves. And to do so, he has to find something valuable. So instead of getting jewelry or other treasure, which is considered too ordinary for this band of thieves, Cole is on a quest to find something magic. And that leads him to uh, going undercover, if you will, pretending to be a servant at this household where he finds uh, this magic object through charming um, one of the servants, the uh, virginal but very eager pupil, Elsa. Uh, they have some very sexy scenes as well. Um, beautiful writing in this retelling of Rapunzel. And I just want more. I was uh, flipping through the pages and uh, excited that there's more in store and I feel like these characters are going to unite at some point, but it does end on a um, cliffhanger, uh, full disclosure. So that might, um, that might make some readers feel like there isn't a conclusion. Well, not a conclusion in this particular entry only, but um, definitely worth a read. Very, very good writing in um, this version of Rapunzel. Tainted Love by Lizette Monroe. This story is about 12,000 words, and it's really, really intense. It's different, serious, sexy, definitely in the darker shades of eroticism. It's told from the first person of a woman, Kaylin, who we later discover has a very complicated and uh, violent and abusive past, which she escaped from. But the current husband, Matt, is loving, affectionate, trustworthy, but simply not satisfying her sexually. So she starts a online relationship with this guy, Wes. And Wes is much more fulfilling of her desires 
fantasies and needs. He's definitely fulfilling a desire and a interest from her for uh, submission. Um, there's lots of DS relationships in this story. A um, lot of um, bondage, a lot of psychological domination and submission. And there's even a little bit of knife play. But I really appreciate the um, psychological depth and intensity that Lizette Monroe is bringing to this story. I don't want to uh, reveal too much because there's a couple of really interesting surprises in this work. Um, it's very well written. It has a uh, non-linear narrative structure, which I like. I like how it creates a nocturnal, isolated world. There's there's darkened hotel rooms during a storm with a power outage. There's um, people working night shifts. There's assumed names and secret communications. It's a really, really good story. And I didn't want it to end. I was definitely wanting more. Lizette Monroe is definitely skilled at developing her characters, particularly the three main ones, Wes, Matt, and especially Kalen. And I like the um, buildup. There's a lot of anticipation and a lot of um, delaying of the instant gratification. So Tainted Love is definitely um, a really good work by an author I wasn't familiar with before. For readers who enjoy their erotica mixing BDSM and science fiction, I strongly recommend Megan Landon's Broken Bots and Tempting Text, a novella-length erotic story that takes place on a starbase sometime in the future where people are away from Earth. They have different kinds of tasks related to agriculture, robotics, future needs. And Gwen has been in a relationship uh, with her love bot, Frank E., when we begin this story. But it begins to break down. So she needs to talk to the resident tech on board the starbase, Anders, who is also a dom and also part of this uh, private club on board this ship. And it's a fascinating kind of love triangle between Gwen, Anders, and not just Frank E., but artificial, robotic... Um, semi-sentient sex toys in general. Um, the writing is wonderful. Landon does a great job at building this futuristic world with holovids and um, bio magnifiers and star bases and so on. But the real mastery is in the portrayal of the psychology between Gwen and Anders. Uh, Landon switches points of view throughout the novella between each of them 
and we really get a sense to see the hesitation and the um, concerns about progressing forward, opening up more fully, surrendering to the desires, which we know as readers are just bubbling right below the surface. Um, the sex scenes are great. There's one that involves a uh, bot, which is particularly steamy. And there's a lot of good humor in this novella as well. So really enjoyed reading this one as well. Um, and just a terrific, terrific piece. Before we dive into Davina and the scores, I just wanted to let you know how much I genuinely love these books. Trust me, you'll be in for a treat with these talented authors. Don't forget to click on the links in the description to grab your own copies. Scores time. Rapunzel Retold gets a 3.4 out of 5. It is truly disappointing to receive an unfinished manuscript from an author who has previously earned our esteemed star recommendation. The anticipation was high, but alas, the book falls short of delivering the captivating allure we had come to expect. The opening scene, in which Rapunzel is forced by her witchy stepmother to expose her most intimate areas for inspection, is more unsettling than alluring. This unexpected turn sets a jarring tone for the rest of the manuscript, which seems to lose sight of Rapunzel's character in its pursuit of introducing another protagonist. To make matters worse, the story takes an unexpected route resembling To Kill a Mockingbird, with its heavily racially charged narratives. Even the few attempts at erotic encounters fail to impress, leaving us unable to fully endorse this work. While we recognize the author's undeniable talent, this book simply does not meet the standards set by these peers. Tainted Love gets a 4.4 out of 5. This book immediately grabs your attention with what I would consider the most captivating opening sentence in erotica that I've read in the past year. The writing is exceptionally well-crafted skillfully blending erotic tension and drama into a gripping plot that will undoubtedly leave you yearning for more. While the talent of the author is undeniable, I personally felt that the erotic elements could have been more pronounced. Given the genre, one expects to be immersed in it as the story unfolds, and I believe there was a missed opportunity for an additional intimate scene possibly with some clever narrative diversion. Nevertheless, these are merely my suggestions for the author. With a solid 4.4 rating, this book is undeniably a masterpiece, and I wholeheartedly recommend getting your hands on a copy. Broken Bots and Tempting Texts gets a 4.5 out of 5. Broken Bots and Tempting Texts may appear to have a cliched premise, but it actually delivers an enjoyable erotica tale that ticks all the boxes for a novella in this genre. The book features well-developed main characters, numerous steamy scenes, and an engaging plot to tie it all together. In a world where technology is increasingly isolating us while solving minor problems, the idea of a future where we rely on tech for sexual satisfaction is not hard to envision. As the story unfolds, the relationships and intimacy develop at a pace that will satisfy most fans of ardent erotica. And once again, 
the intimate scenes are beautifully paced and flawlessly written. So, in conclusion, Megan Landon has captured the coveted Star Recommendations title for this episode with her spellbinding choices, broken bots, and tempting texts. It is crucial to emphasise that the decision was incredibly close, making it even more compelling to give Tainted Love a serious thought as well. Undoubtedly, Tainted Love offers an irresistible blend of eroticism and captivating storytelling that sets it apart from the others. We are thrilled to invite Megan as our featured guest for our next show, and we extend our heartfelt gratitude to all the authors who submitted their manuscripts. For those seeking a deeper exploration, the Mizinks will be delving into these books further on Patreon, providing individual scores across various categories, from the dialogue to the sex scenes. Thanks again for listening. Remember to support the authors. Their links can be found in the podcast description. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> The Miznicks will be doing a more critical, in-depth review of these books on our Patreon-only podcast, Shh, Extra Filth. It's time to hand you over to Christian Pan for another Pulse session, this time with the man behind Danny Diamond and the writer of The Money Shot, Logan Black. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next edition of Pulse Session for all the filthy details. I'm Christian Pan, and today I am delighted to be talking with Logan Black. Logan, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I really, really appreciate the uh, uh, time and talking to me and selecting me to come on uh, you know, for the podcast and everything. I'm super excited. My pleasure. Well, I, I loved your book, uh, which is The Money Shot. It's subtitled An Erotic Mystery, and it seems to be a fusion of erotic literature and classic hard-boiled pulp fiction. Can you tell me a little bit about how you came up with this idea? Yeah, sure. And, and first of all, thank you. Um, the So I'm probably dating myself here, but uh, almost 20 years ago when I was fresh out of college, I was an English major. I went on a huge bender of like classic noir fiction and detective fiction and things like that. Um, so I was reading a lot of Raymond Chandler, Ross McDonald, uh, James Elroy, yeah. uh, and also Dashiell Hammett. And um, so I was actually reading The Maltese Falcon. And, you know, I'm a big buff of, uh, you know, that, that genre, but then also the film goes kind of alongside it, even though the film's a good bit different. Um, and I was just struck by how much implied sex there was in that book and in a lot of the books that were coming in because I mean, that, that was published in probably the 1930s. Um, and, and so pulps at the time were extremely risque. And I had the idea, I was like, well, you know, what if we did an erotic retelling of the Maltese Falcon? And uh, that idea stuck with me for a while um, and I think, say, I worked on the book for probably from about 2008 until 2015. So it was like a 
seven year long slog. And in the meantime, life is happening around it, you know, getting married, kids, jobs, all that stuff. So it was kind of like going to it and then coming back. And, um, and I learned a lot of stuff along the way, but you know, as you know, a book that size tends to do, it kind of takes on a life of its own. And, and after a while, I started to realize that I didn't have a, an erotic retelling of a story. I had a completely different, completely different story that was, um, drawing from those influences, but it became its own thing. Um, and so I originally published it in 2015 and then ended up taking it down again. I had some, uh, uh, tumultuous uh, years in life and just kind of said, you know, don't need to have this going on. Um, and so in end of 2022, I kind of got back into the game and wanted to write some more and, and, and started doing that. So that's kind of like why I'm here now and, and where, where the series starts and then goes off from there. It's so great. I really appreciate that backstory. I also, um, about 18 years ago, I had this jag where I read almost nothing except crime fiction, noir fiction. Um, a lot of the writers that you mentioned, especially uh, Raymond Chandler, James M. Cain, um, yeah. Ross MacDonald, Lawrence Block. I mean, just these. It, and you, as you highlighted, they're so um, lurid in so many ways. Right. Like they have this really great edge and this kind of... Um, overt tension around sexuality as well as violence, which we'll get into a little bit later. But I was wondering, it, in addition to your deep dive into these crime writers, were there any erotic writers that you felt were springboards or sources of information or, or sources of inspiration? Uh, so for the erotic writer side, I honestly, I didn't do anything when I was writing. Now, now, since then, I have read a ton of the erotic writers and have, have started to, to get more um, uh, well-versed with, uh, with, with with some of the, uh, the, the bigger names out there. Uh, but when I was actually writing that the first time, part of the reason it took so long is I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, um, you know, th th there was a little bit of it that, 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 I, that I read and, you know, my, I'm not sure if you are familiar with some of the, uh, the early smut that started coming out in like the, the late sixties and the early seventies and, and those types of like, um, what do they call them? Like, um, uh, truck stop books or, uh, I can't remember some of the other names they, that, that have been used for them, but they were very, very low quality. Um, you know, but it was right in the after the obscenity laws were struck down as being unconstitutional in the U.S. in like '68, I think it was, mm. and so these things just like flooded the market. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned Lawrence Block. Um, you know, he was also writing those types of books at the same time under pen names, and that's kind of one of the ways that kind of you know um, got my foot in the door as well. Is now they are shitty erotica and I will 100% back that up, but I kind of love it that they're so awful. It's yeah. just bad writing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I started with that and then kind of built from there. Yeah. And, you know, I, what, 
the, the best thing that I ever did was finding a writing community and just like farming it out to beta readers, beta readers and having them tell me, tell me what sucks. Um, and, and eventually you get beat up enough that, you know, something, something good comes out on the other side. But, um, absolutely, you know, now, you know, the, I've, I've got, um, a, a number of favorites. Uh, two of my favorites are, uh, Pink Dolworth, which you guys have had him on the podcast or at least done some of his work. Uh, and then also Vivian Blake. Those are like two of my, my key people yeah. right now that, that I want to, I want to read everything that they put out. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for shouting out to those writers. Absolutely. Um, one thing I think that is maybe I find with writing erotica is that it's kind of improvisational and impulsive. Like I can just start a story and just go. Whereas I think crime fiction requires a lot more mm -hmm. plotting and more like mapping out how does this mystery unfold, getting the clues, getting the reversals. How did you, how did you approach uh, the money shot in terms of all the, the craft that's re required? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not a painter. I am a complete plotter, even if it's going to be like a 200 word story, I have to have the, my plot set out before I start. Um, and I just, I want to know where I'm going so that I can hit all the right beats and everything. And, you know, that's not to say that you don't end up with um, some surprises along the way. Right. But uh, I, I find it really helpful to have that roadmap before I start. And, and so with the money shot, when the, when I was done with my first draft, it was 145,000 words. Hmm. I completely overwrote the thing. I probably wrote enough for an actual novel without the sex in it. And then I probably wrote another, you know, 50K of, of like sex in it. And I still had some of that. I still had to strip out. Um, so like the, the ending count for words, I think, was about 85,000. So... <laughs> I got uh, 60k off of that yeah. um, off of that first manuscript, uh, but but that's one of the reasons why I say that the the process was um, trial and error because yeah I'd never written I, I'd written a novel before, uh, but it was fan fiction and you know it was much shorter and much more simplistic, right? Um, and then I think the hardest part of bringing it all together is. Um, making sure that, that the, the sex scenes were uh, interspersed uh, roughly equivalently throughout the book. So it kind of like kept the reader, you know, going. If they were in it for, for just the spice, then then there's there's something for the to, to keep to keep them interested. Um, but then also making it so that each of the sex scenes also furthered the plot. And it wasn't just, you know, gratuitous sex for the sake of it, which is fine. Uh, I, I like that too. But I wanted it to each one of them to further uh, the plot, and uh, that I think I think that was probably one of the hardest things to to make sure the structure panned out that way. Well, thank you so much for your time, Logan. I want to just say once again how much I enjoyed your book. It's the Money Shot. Check out the show notes, everybody, to get on his mailing list. Get a copy of the Money Shot now and. Logan, hope you have a wonderful day, and we can't wait for more erotic mysteries from you. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Christian, and uh, forward to hearing more from you. Thanks, Christian and Logan. 
Remember, anyone can submit their audio for a poll session segment. We just ask that you keep the audio under seven minutes and the subject matter tasteful. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> Let's play you all some more erotica. This piece is from Pornica Assums, Fast Track Fuckers. Enjoy. This is a partial story for all the filthy details. Head on over to the Patreon for the full audio. Links are in the description. But destiny had a different plan for me as I found myself face to face with a person who emanated warmth and radiated an infectious smile. His name? Steve. From the very moment our conversation began, it effortlessly flowed like an unstoppable current. Laughter echoed in the air as we discovered shared interests, transforming the limitations of time into an exhilarating exploration of our connection. From the moment we laid eyes on each other, an undeniable connection was forged. It was a rare and intimate bond that I have not experienced with any of my other matches. This connection fills me with indescribable joy, and I can sense the depth of his feelings for me just by looking at him from across the table. In the mere moments we spent conversing, it felt as though we had been lifelong companions. As the event unfolded, I was overwhelmed with excitement as I connected with someone new at the Swingles. Suddenly, my typically mundane weekend transformed into a thrilling adventure filled with new encounters and intense passion. Steve and I couldn't help but lock eyes during the breaks, and our conversations extended far beyond the limits of the speed dating rounds. The magnetic attraction between us was undeniable, fueling our desire for one another. I want him to fuck me so bad. It is the end of our session, and we both know we are about to talk banter the adult way. I seductively dragged him by the hand, finding my way to our reserved Wide-eyed, I gazed at him, and there he stood before me, clad in his vibrant red plaid designer boxer shorts and a simple white shirt. He grasped my feet and swiftly removed my skirt with a single fluid motion. Now, bare from the waist down, I instinctively clutched the hem of my blouse to shield myself, with one hand firmly gripping my wrists and the other clutching the edge of my blouse, he effortlessly lifted it over my head. At that moment, all I could hear was the thunderous beat of my heart and the shallow rhythm of my breath. It was then that I realized I was right where I longed to be. I surrendered myself completely, lying on the bed, in the presence of a man I scarcely knew. His he pulls his shirt so over his head and, and lies silky. down beside me. I grasp his hard penis in my hand. He deepens the kiss. His hands cup my breast. He pulls on my nipple, and I whimper. He begins placing a soft kiss down my throat to my nipples. He opens his mouth and runs his tongue back and forth over their peaks. Suddenly, my entire nipple is in his mouth. He sucks hard. I bite my lip to keep from screaming with pleasure. He bites down on my nipple. Oh, my... It is almost painful, just when it begins to be too much. He releases it. At the moment he releases my nipple, I reach a peak. My orgasm is magnificent. When I become I aware again and ease him he out, is smiling down at I me. swirl my tongue around the base of the head. I can't describe the taste. I suck out a few drops of pre-cum. I only make six passes on his cock before he grabs my upper arms and flips me to my back. I open my legs as he positions his body between them. I can feel him at the opening. He slowly begins to enter me. I can feel how wet I am. He eases into me, moving deeper with every second. 
as he is completely buried in me, I begin to feel the quickening inside me. He flexes his hips, and I explode. He begins to move inside me, and I can feel and my orgasm my gaining back, strength. I fall into a satisfyingly clean. deep sleep. When I open my eyes, the room is flooded with light. The bed beside me is empty. The only evidence that someone was here with me was the stickiness between my thighs, the soreness of muscles long unused, and a white t-shirt. I pick it up and slip it on, inhaling his scent. I go to the bathroom and look in the mirror. My lips are swollen and my eyes appear overly bright. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> Thank you, passionate listeners, for indulging in another tantalizing episode of All the Filthy Details. Your support means the world to us, and we're thrilled to be your go-to source for scintillating stories and sensual narratives. For those hungry for more, we have something special in store. By becoming a patron on our Patreon, you'll unlock a treasure trove of exclusive content, erotica author resources, behind-the-scenes peek, and even the power to influence the direction of our future content. Your support allows us to explore new heights of passion and creativity, ensuring that our flames of desire burn even brighter. So, until next time, dear listeners, keep the flames of passion alive, don't get sucked in by Valentine's Day mystery, and keep the steak and blowjob day energy. See ya, sexies! <laughs>